So on today's podcast, we have the founder of Nutrifix, Joel. Nutrifix is the app that puts healthy on the map. It locates the best places to eat and the healthiest dishes on the menu to match your nutritional needs. It now has over 5,000 users and has acquired data for almost 5,000 meals from all over 9,000 locations and 90 vendors. So it's growing pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Joel. How are you doing today? Very good, very good. Enjoying good. the weather. So do you just want to introduce yourself and mm-hmm. tell us a bit about your role at Nutrifix? Yeah, uh, yeah. So Joel Burgess, um, I founded Nutrifix uh, just under two years ago. Uh, so yeah, been sort of sole founder and launching it myself the last two years. We've got a team of six now and uh, just growing. So where are you from originally? Yeah, uh, Sussex. Sussex. So Sussex by the sea. Yeah, and did you go to uni? Uh, yes, yeah. So studied down uh, at Bristol Uni. Uh, I did mechan- engineering, uh, and after three years I was like, why am I doing this, I don't want to be an engineer. Uh, so I went into property, uh, it was like 2005 or six at the time when it was like, you know, everyone was making loads of money in property and I thought that's for me mm. and did a masters in property and then went to work for Knight Frank straight after that, so yeah. And were you always a good student growing up? Uh, was I always a good student? Um, uh, I was always had a bit of a rebellious side of me. Yeah, I was always a bit of a joker. <laughs> uh, so, Were you the class class? yeah, sometimes, yeah. So, but I, I studied hard. I worked really hard, yeah. uh, especially at uni. Mechanical engineering was so hard. Yeah, so uh, to get, I got two one. I don't know how, but um, that was just pure graft. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Do you want to just tell us a bit more about the company? So mm. essentially you started creating these nutrition spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. And then you were selling them on to friends. Yeah. Um, and so like that was how the idea of Nutrifix was born. Yeah. Sounds a bit like my travel note spreadsheets. Right, yeah. Them to my friends. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, do you want to just tell us about how the idea came about yeah. and how you kind of made the transition. Sure, yeah, so um, around two years ago, my, my job was actually uh, in the restaurant industry and property, so I was opening up restaurants uh, in and around London, so constantly eating on the go, um, found myself in Pret every day and eating baguettes and putting on quite a lot of weight. Um, I've always been into health and fitness and always loved uh, feeling fit and what have you, but I've always struggled with my weight. Um, so I was really sort of like determined to solve that problem for myself. I, I'm not someone to like prep all my meals. I was always going to be eating out on the go. Um, so a man who loves a spreadsheet, I put together a spreadsheet. So like of all the meals I should be eating when I go to these chains like Itsu, Pret, Leon and what have you. Um, and that kind of solved my problem because I was like, you know, made sure I was on a calorie deficit and I lost a bit of weight. And I ended up selling that spreadsheet to well, I think it was like 10 to 15 people for 75 quid each. So yeah. I thought if someone's going to buy a spreadsheet, there's just got to be something in this. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of all ha- how it all founded. And it all just, it's all just sort of happened naturally. Um, just Eat were our first investors. They invested 20 grand and, and that kind of just got things up and running. And yeah. yeah, that's just weird how it all just started like that. <laughs> So you said you've partnered with Just Eat mm. and you've also partnered with Deliveroo, yeah, right? Yeah. So do you want to just tell us how you made those connections and yeah. what has been like working with them? Yeah, yeah. So um, Just Eat uh, came about, it's crazy how it all worked out, um, but pretty much like the week that I was like, right, I'm going to give this a go full time. Uh, it was the Food Tech Week. I was invited to pitch. 
Um, it was the launch of Just Eat's first food tech accelerator. Mm -hmm. um, so pitch to Just Eat, um, and they seemed to really love Nutrifix. Mm -hmm. So invested 20 grand, mentored us for uh, 12 weeks, and that kind of just got things up and running really, and allowed us to build out a very basic app. Yeah. Um, after that, we then raised with Crowdcube, um, 200 grand on Crowdcube, and. Um, Throughout the whole process, I've always been talking to my customers and, and clients, and um, a big problem a lot of people have, especially city goers, are they are now ordering delivery three, five times a week. Mm, yeah. So that seemed like a natural partnership there. Um, and how I partnered with Deliveroo, I, basically, I went to any event where someone from Deliveroo was going to be there <laughs> yeah. and just stalked them. Um, In what way? Yeah, just like, like hung around them and then just got there card and then email them call them afterwards mm. um you know like quite a few of them didn't come to anything but there was one guy who was like yeah i get it put me in touch with the right person um and they've been brilliant to work with yeah. uh, really sort of on it and um yeah like th this is a big problem they're trying to solve as well so um it, it was a natural partnership yeah, for both partner, yeah yeah it. yeah um, so essentially they just eat 12 week intensive mm. is it like an incubation program like exactly yeah 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 because i find a lot of a lot of people who have been through them have said that it's just been you know the skills that they've learned have just been so valuable what kind of skills do you think you you learned was it just yourself yeah yeah this was right at the start so it was just me yeah. um i think the biggest thing they taught me was um just the idea of like well adopting like an agile uh, methodolo methodology so um the idea of of launching way earlier than you think testing and, and iterating um i had very much in the mindset that what we were building was going to be perfect i wanted to wait for it to be perfect to launch yeah. and they forced me to launch early um you know and if i hadn't i probably would have wasted all my money launch and no one would used it, it exactly yeah. whereas they just forced me to launch it see how people use it iterate and then, that, yeah, yeah. that continuous process so we very much adopted like an agile that sort of agile methodology where we're, we're working two weekly sprints every two weeks we sort of launch something new or change something we're constantly testing iterating speaking to users getting that because um, it just doesn't happen you know on your first go, it's sort of like a lot of iterations. Yeah. So and the feedback's so invaluable, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. It's almost just having like the the different versions of the prototype. Yeah, yeah. Launching it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in terms of the funding, you said you were you launched crowdfunding with Crowdcube. Yeah. Um, how did you fund the business at the very early stages, or was this part of it? Yeah, no. So uh, initially it was me. So I, I, I put a bit of my own money in, and I think investors like seeing that. You know, the fact that you've got skin in the game, you're risking a lot, and you're clearly passionate about the problem. Um, I put a bit of money in myself, and then Just Eat came about. So that's what got us mm. going. And straight after Just Eat, we raised on Crowdcube. So okay. yeah. Nice. So. I guess a lot of people, random people I speak to ha often have ideas for apps and yeah. it's often quite easy to come up with ideas. Yeah. I think the issue is just executing it. Yeah. Um, so do you want to just tell us how you started the app and whether the execution process was easy and yeah. how, how you found the right developers? Yeah. I mean, with, you didn't have a background in tech. No. So what yeah, yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. It was tough and I made like every mistake and it's amazing that we still survive. Um, yeah, like at the start, I pretty much thought 
I bought the book, uh, How to Build a Billion Dollar App, yeah. and I just was like, this is how I'm going to do it, and <laughs> I'm going to design it, and then build it, and then sell it for a billion. You know, that's kind of where my headset was at. Um, I went through three developers in the UK before mm-hmm. finding the developers that I'm using now, which were based in Sri Lanka. Um, oh, so actually working remotely. Yes, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. difficult with the communication. Yeah, it's, um, it's actually, I mean, I had three UK developers pr- prior to them, and it has been 10 times easier working with the Sri Lankan team oh. than the team in the UK. Um, they, they're excellent. They just get it. They're very, their English is perfect. Um, they ask the right questions. They don't just say yes. Um, but also they work freaking hard mm-hmm. and they don't have attitudes, whereas the UK developers I work with, I'm afraid to say, but they had a lot of attitudes yeah. um, and I found it really difficult to manage, especially being non- non-technical. Um, so really happy I moved. Um, but yeah, we, 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 I made every mistake under the sun, like right at the start, I didn't speak to users. I just saw I could design it because it's a problem that I'm solving for me, so I know how this should be done. So I designed it all. You know, didn't speak to users, didn't get it in front of people, um, and only really sort of in the last year or so I've sort of learned that you know you just got to be um, launching rapidly, launching rapidly, testing, getting it in front of users, speaking to users all the time, and it's just a constant process of, of improving and, and iterating um, you're never going to get it perfect the first time yeah, exactly. um, so yeah that's probably the biggest learning I've had but yeah it's it, as a non-technical founder it's very hard and it's everything takes uh, whatever developers tell you double it and then probably add another double you know like it's like, oh, it's, it's always longer. always longer always more expensive yeah. um, and I'm uh, assuming you have add-ons as well where you want to change things because you won't want to keep the app the way that it is. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, so that we work in two weekly sprints. So every two weeks we, we have our sort of, uh, our, bu- our sprint bucket of, of what we're going to do. They'll work on that. Yeah. And then in, in that those two weeks we're sort of testing and seeing how yeah. the previous two weeks and, and it's constant, yeah, constant process. Improvement. Yeah. So when you first developed the app, were, was this before or after the incubation program with Just Eat? Um, we had a very basic app during the Just Eat process and they forced us to launch. Mm. Um, we launched, subsequently no one used it. Like, you know, I, we, I can't remember how many downloads, but no one used it the second day or third day or week mm. afterwards. It was just unusable. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it's crazy. Over 5,000 users. Yeah, and, and, but we're still, we're still improving. Okay, it's still yeah. not as sticky as we want it to be, but it's getting there. Um, compared to our first product, mm-hmm. we're like miles apart. So, um, but we, we're getting there, and, and like that's part of the process. It's, it's yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. And how, so, do you want to just explain briefly how the app actually works? Yeah, sure. And so, in terms of like, does it rank? Yeah. Yeah. And how does it do that? Sure. Yeah. So um, through the onboarding, we'll ask a few questions about you, like your height, weight, activity, any dietary preferences, and then from that, we've created an algorithm. Which um, and this is the this was the hardest bit, and it took the longest. But we've created an algorithm which scores meals. So it scores them out of a hundred based on uh, how close the meal is hitting your calorie and macronutrient goals, but then also things like sugar, sat fats, and fiber. Mm -hmm. So sort of how healthy a meal is. And then uh, we show you the highest scoring meals nearby. So what we're trying to do is sort of similar to what Weight Watchers have done, I suppose, is we're trying to just make it super simple 
to show you the best scoring meal for your personalized needs. Mm. Um, and we're constantly improving that every two weeks, we're developing that algorithm, getting it better and better, adding in more data points like monounsaturated fat, glycemic index, you know, really making that so you can, yeah, you can really rely on that nutrient score. And that's sort of what we want to do is sort of what Weight Watchers have done. You know, we want to do that for any meal, anywhere, immediately, uh, at the you know touch of a finger button. So. Yeah. And how do you guys compare against MyFitnessPal? Yeah. Would you say they've been? I mean, they're not. They're a completely different business model. But yeah. Would you say they've kind of been competitive. Um, I would say more of an opportunity. Um, it's most of our users use us and MyFitnessPal, and they yeah. add what they find on Nutrix over to MyFitnessPal. We're trying to speak to them about integration, but they're, they're, they haven't. Not having it. They haven't, not having it. So we're, we're, we're very happy. We're, we're trying to also speak to LifeSum and um, uh, Fitbit. They're, they're, they're massively getting into the tracking, um, food tracking. So there's a big opportunity there. We, we, the way I see it is better to integrate and partner with these companies and try and do it yourself. Yeah. Um, and you know, ultimately, that all these apps will talk to each other. You know, we'll, you know, if we if we can pull data from Fitbit, it can then tailor your recommendations. That's sort of where we want to get to. So, you know, looking at whole network, we want to be like the invaluable bit, which is eating on the go. Yeah. Yeah. And almost like the leaders within your sector. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So just moving on to the topic of social media and marketing, mm. how did you guys market yourself when first starting out? Yeah. Because. How do you kind of get people to even know what, what the app is? Yeah, um, yeah, so right at the start, like two years ago, um, obviously had no cash to do marketing, so really focused on social media and content. So I started a blog, I started a newsletter, mm. I started two Instagram. So I your newsletters that were really, oh, we're, they're really, yeah. they're really handy. Cool. You've yeah, got yeah. the little summaries for like workout and like yeah. tips. Yeah, yeah. Um, and food yeah. eating tips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we started that right at the start and just like building up that, slowly building up that uh, following. Mm -hmm. It was painful at the start. You're looking at like two or three people, you're subscribing, but you just got to have faith that yeah, it's got to keep going. Um, so building up my Instagram and, and email, that was a big, big focus at the start. Um, and when we launched, we had around 2,000 people on that to launch to. So that was the easiest people, uh, those sort of early adopters. Um, so I think that's been a big focus of ours. Um, PR has been a big success. So we had an article in Women's Health and Forbes, oh, um, and that was a big, um, so PR is a big focus. And we're trying to leverage some influencers as well, and that, that's gonna be a, a big focus, so yeah. Yeah, so do you do you tend to, what kind of influence have you used in the past? And just say for someone starting up a business, yeah. How would you like? Firstly, do you think more people should be tapping into influencers for yeah. brand? And yeah. secondly, what kind of strategy and how would someone go about approaching these influencers? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not actually me who's been doing this, but uh, so I can I can only give you what I've seen. But um, I think it's just got to feel right. Their message has got to feel right with your message mm -hmm. and their outlook. Um, I think it has to be quite natural um, and I think you have to give them space to sort of take on the, the, the campaign as they would, so not be prescriptive in terms of what you want to see from them. Um, and it, yeah, it's just, you know, just reaching out to, just, I think it's just take time, just reaching out to as many people who fit your message. 
uh, as possible and, and, and just speaking to each other and sort of explaining what you're looking for and um, whether it's a, a, a natural fit and if it isn't you both can say no it's not but um, yeah it, it, it's it's also something we've, we've tested so you know just be able to track um, giving each influencer a unique link so actually just tracking which influencer has the most engaged audience and then you know so that's what we did at the start sort of cast the net wide you know engage with quite a lot of influencers and then really hone in on the influencers that got us results exactly yeah yeah and when you say results do you mean who have who da- how many downloads that, that link yeah exactly yeah to? yeah so yeah yeah exactly giving them a u- unique link and then tracking that mm. so um yeah, because if they if it, if an influencer doesn't have a, an engaged audience, then, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but so some influencers have just the most loyal, engaged, uh, and actually, when you engage with them, and and um, you know, I, I've got a few influencers that I follow, and you know, I, when <laughs> when they say something, I really believe them. Mm. So that is the power of uh, influencer marketing. Yeah. yeah, it needs to be authentic. It does. Yeah, it? yeah, you don't yeah. They're just selling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what we said. Like, you know, it, it's got to be something that you would use. So we yeah. kind of just asked them, like, would you use yeah. this, and can you document it? And we, you know, if it's something that you would use, like, we can look at an arrangement. Mm. But it needs to be something that you would use and would recommend. Because if yeah. it's not, and you know, in, there's no point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just. I guess looking back, um, when so when did you start the company? So, how uh, so, so far? yeah, yeah. Um, so pr- I properly started working on it in September two years ago. Mm. Um, but I actually formed the company in March. Was like that was probably when the idea came to me. Yeah. But I actually really started working on it in September. In September. Yeah. So what's been your biggest challenge throughout the process? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the crowd cube raise was seriously hard because we had very little traction, very little validation, um, and I'd never raised money before. Uh, it was just me on my own. How did you find them? Were you just did you just look online? On Crowdcube. Oh, you actually went. Yeah, yeah my my friend actually works for them, and, and oh, just right. like spoke to him. Yeah. Uh, he felt it was the right platform for it, and I think that was probably the most stressful month of my life for sure. That was really, really hard. Um, but yeah, like e- every, the, the problems just get bigger and bigger as the business goes goes mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, the, I think the stress is only get bigger and bigger as well, so yeah. And what's, what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone? Yeah. To start their own oh wow, okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I suppose um, initially it's like working out what's the what's the one thing you can test um, what's the one thing you can test right now to validate your idea or um, and to adopt this idea of rapid testing uh, I do it with my personal life we do it with Nutrifix you know every week we sit down like what went well what can we do better what can we test this week mm-hmm. if you're not testing you're not you're not learning you're not failing um, and really the early stages of business you just need to be failing learning because the more you're learning it the closer you are to, to, yeah. to getting to that point because we don't know we don't know the answers we're the first one doing this and we don't know all the answers yet so we just need to keep asking the right questions um getting the feedback yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah it's all about prioritizing and, and like 
I think asking yourself what is the one most important thing test I can do right now to learn what I need to to get to the next stage mm. and when you look at everything like that that's for me yeah the best okay. bit of advice I can give okay and are there any kind of bad recommendations that you hear in your area yeah oh um oh, it's gone out I'd need, I'd need to think about that one sorry Sorry. Right. yeah yeah <laughs> so I guess going forward as the business does grow you yeah. mentioned how you know you're expecting those challenges yeah how well how difficult do you think it will be operating in line with the vision that you have for Nutrifix um yeah I, I, I mean I mean that will I suppose any time will tell but it, it, I think that's sort of really why it's important to bring on the right investors mm. um, because the right the, the investors need to buy into your vision and why you're doing it um, if if you see any slight difference in that from the start the investors aren't right for you so it shouldn't feel like a, a, a fight um, so I, I think I also need to take faith in the fact that they've invested in me so they've bought into my vision um, and that's a massive bit of validation for me, so I should really yeah. keep hold of that, my vision for it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's uh, pretty Finding important. The right investors, yeah. 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 Again, it's like using the right influences. Like yeah. All these kind of external stakeholders need to be on the same path as you, yeah. have the same kind of vision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So what is the big dream for Nutrifix and like the fact do you have a five year plan? Yeah, um, yeah, like uh, I would say this is my life project. Uh, yeah. I've, I've never felt so much purpose and, and, and passion yeah, behind great. my life. So uh, I would say it's sort of my life. Uh, like for me, um, healthy eating and living a healthy life has changed my life so dramatically. Mm. Um, I absolutely love feeling healthy and eating healthy food and, and just enjoying working out yeah like just, in, just go to the gym in the morning yeah. if you're feeling down I'll go to the gym and I'll just yeah. instantly like endorphins you exactly so yeah good, exactly you? yeah so it's, it's just like how many people can I share that with mm -hmm. and impact their life and what we want to do is completely take the stress out of healthy eating um, and almost like automate your diet so it's that easy because healthy eating is hard when it there's is, so so yes yeah. yeah, there's so so many temptations and so many mixed messages and and fads and all these things. What we want to do is just completely simplify it and make it so simple that it's just like automated you for you. You don't even need to think, and we can do that for you. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that's my my vision for it. And, and um, you know, this is a global problem. It's a it's a very scalable idea. Yeah. Um, so I really want to prove it in London and then grow expand it, expand it. it, yeah, definitely, yeah. Where would you, which region would you launch? Yeah, um, yeah, we're speaking with some American partners, so I think that kind of makes sense. Yeah, Somewhere like yeah. New York, Boston, busy, busy, busy I cities. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Busy yeah. cities who eat out loads, yeah, you know, definitely. that's uh, America, a lot of America for Especially you, so. Hong Kong as well, they yeah. eat out. I think eating, eating in is not, yeah. Kind of yeah. Thing. Well, their kitchens are so small, aren't yeah, they? Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, why so not? It's just like eating on the go all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're kind of spoiled for choice. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's true. So, just moving on to more like lifestyle questions. Yeah. Has there been like one failure which has kind of set you up for late success, or like a favorite failure which you've learned from the most? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, probably, probably like my first app launch with <laughs> with Nutrifix. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's just like, uh, how badly can you get it wrong? Um, and it's just taught me you've got to speak to users and you've got to get out earlier than you think. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest biggest failure for sure. Um, don't rely on your assumptions. Speak to users. Get out there and test it. Um, yeah, people will also say and do different things. So, right. you, so they may say it's great, but then how they then use it is totally different. So that's why you've just got to get it in people's hands and then track and see how they use it. Mm. Um, and do you get a lot of feedback when you first started out? Yeah, uh, well, you have a lot of people kind of commenting. Yeah, yeah, they have like a power group who I'd like constantly go to okay. and ask for comments, and that's like that's really, really paid me in good stead. And I, ha I still have that group, which I'm constantly engaging with. Try and run like between four and five in user interviews a week. Mm. Um, Where did you find these people? Just, uh, just contact, contact them through the app. I can, you know, email or mm. in-app messages, yeah. yeah. It's good to have that consistent same people in the group as well. So yeah, see yeah. How the journey, how the journey is. Yeah. Um, so as, well, I think it takes a lot of certain they're all focused, resilience and character in each person to, you know, want to make their mark in the world and you, you said that you feel like you've you found your purpose and yeah. you've got a lot, put a lot of passion into yeah. this. Um, what do you think taught you to be this way and do you think there have been any childhood influences which have contributed to this? Yeah, um, yeah my, my dad is a business owner. Um, he is unbelievably hard working yeah. um, and I've always been I've always been a hard worker in everything I do. Um, I've always gone the extra mile. I w wanted to be a professional rugby player initially and, and the way I trained, I'd always do extra. You know, training would be done. I'd be the only one there training for another hour, doing fitness. So I've always done extra and I think that's very much come from my dad. Um, so yeah, that's been a huge influence on me, mm. for sure. Yeah. Um. In the last five years, have what have you become better at saying no to? Yeah. So these could be uh, uh, distractions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I genuinely struggle with, really struggle with. Um, I, I, I used to. <laughs> well, I sometimes I do still suffer from FOMO. Uh, yeah, 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 it does, yeah, and, and, but I've now sort of learned to only say yes to things that I know that I'm going to go to. I used to commit to a lot of things and then pull out or find out something was better and go to oh, that. Yeah. So I've, I've very much learned that if I commit to something, I commit to it mm. um, and I, I won't be half in, half out. I'll say either, yeah, I'll just say yes or no. Yeah. I think that's the right. biggest thing. Um, I think in this generation that's a really important trait to have yeah. because there's so many things going on, especially in London. And yeah. Like this whole concept of flakiness and yeah, yeah. where it's just become almost the norm. Yeah. Whereas if you actually commit to something, yeah. you, you need to kind of follow through. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It, it's so easy to just like go on Instagram, see what else is happening, and think, oh, that looks like more fun. But actually just like the... If you, if you if you commit to what you're doing, you know that you you you're more present. You, you actually enjoy what you're doing and not comparing to others. So yeah, yeah I think that's been a big thing I've learned recently. Right. So when 
this could apply to your work, so working at Nutrifix or even just when you're working out. Mm. Um, I know there are days where I feel really demotivated and you just don't want to go for a run or yeah. I don't want to go to yeah. the gym or yeah. even when you're feeling you, you've lost your focus temporarily. Yeah. What, what do you do to kind of get yourself back on track? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, for me it is working out. It is, yeah. <laughs> I like, thought you were going to say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I've, it's become part of my life, and uh, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't question going. I would just go. Um, so that I never, I never struggle going to the gym. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I'd never feel unmotivated to go to the gym. I think for me, it's the like my happy place. It's where. Yeah, at the moment, uh, well, yeah, six times a week. Um, oh, yeah. And how long? Um, you like four of my sessions, probably like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, um, but I love it, and it's, it is like meditation for me. I completely zone out. I put some good music on. It's the one time in my day that I'm not thinking about Nutrix, um, and I need that. I, without exercising, I, I yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be able to. So yeah, if if I'm feeling unfocused or, or demotivated or Nutrifix, I'll go for a go to the gym and everything changes. Yeah. Uh, I will just come out buzzing, ready to go, full of ideas. Um, so that f for me, yeah, exercise. It's kind of yeah. that, yeah, you're happy. Yeah, it's my escape, so for sure. So um, do you just, what do you do at the gym? Is it yeah. doing weights or do you run? Uh, do you do yoga? Uh, I tr I'm trying to do yoga once a week. <laughs> Uh, but struggling, um, it's like prioritizing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, do do weights. I love these like grinding sessions that they're just like oh gosh, so like cool. an hour of just agony. Sure, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There for me. Thing. What's that? What's grinding? Yeah, just I like more. even things like an, you know the assault bike. Uh, like an hour on that, <laughs> you know, just really um, mentally. I love taking myself to really dark places, challenging my mind and my willpower mm. because I always feel like when I come out of that I just know that I can keep giving more and keep yeah. working harder um, so for me that I just get a real kick from those workouts yeah. <laughs> I feel like the same with running I never used to be a runner I mm. wouldn't say I am now but I've, I've started and I wanted to do it not yeah. so much for the physical yeah. things but more for the mentality yeah, because yeah. you know your body can pretty much work out like withhold anything yeah. it's all in the mind yeah isn't it? yeah 100 percent. so it's good it builds good resilience absolutely um so one of my big questions i have to ask is what kind of what's your like favorite health health tip um because you obviously eat well and yeah. can you share that my, my um I, s I suppose it's just like i think everyone and this is like goes for business as well as health but um like just start making small changes um, again, like it comes back to this, like testing method methodology. Um, like I do it with my my health as well as my business. Like every other, well, every two weeks, I'll try and make a change to to my health or my diet or to my exercise, and see if it sticks. So, um, you know, it might be something like meditating for for two weeks and seeing if that that helps, or doing a gratefulness journal, or um, you know, cutting up bread for. A, two weeks or, or you know and, and, and through that sort of testing process you, you're constantly learning about yourself and how you feel uh, if you feel better without bread you, then okay try and cut bread out um, or if you you know you don't have a burger you know three day, three times a week or, or whatever it is but just making small changes and through that you're just constantly improving 
and also by breaking it down into small tests it feels way more achievable yeah. i think people will build everything to be build out they need everything to be perfect and it will start next month or start on monday you know it's just like no just make a small little change now test it and then make another one and keep improving mm. um yeah that's probably that's my because mm. you kind of think you know you, you try and make really big changes yeah actually it's just about being um consistent yeah yeah exactly and yeah disciplined in the long run yeah that's why i don't really believe in kind of fat short term yeah diet yeah because you just end up binging yeah exactly yeah backwards yeah yeah um once you kind of reach yeah 100 percent. yeah <laughs> you're just like yeah up, you know yeah um, what uh, what kind of purchase of a hundred pounds of less mm. has most positively impacted your life in the last six months? Oh like wow! Recent purchase. Um, um, it's probably going to have to be a book. Can I say a book? So my next question is: if you had to get one book. Oh no! Book, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I noticed how we had the one thing. Y- yeah. Done, really yeah. I would actually say that's probably changed my life the most really? yeah just um it's a really simple book and it's n- like i don't know it didn't doesn't take long to read but just the idea of asking yourself like what's the one most important thing for me to do now and adopting that mindset i think it's completely changed my life um it makes everything seem way more achievable it makes you action things because you can prioritize it's like okay what can i do now you know that's all that really matters um so for me that's most likely changed my life the most um i don't actually i that and uh thinking grow rich is is a really really yeah it's a really powerful book for me and and, um like i can't really remember like many exact takeaways but the main thing is just like the power of your mind and and uh you go wherever your mind takes you and um which is crazy to think that was written so long ago yeah 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 yeah, exactly yeah yeah amazing book yeah. Um, and what does your morning routine look like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Six a.m. Wake up. Gym. Um, I've tried loads of. I've tried meditating in the morning. Uh, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, uh, I've struggled to do that. As yeah, well. I just want to start my day, and it's really hard to like pause. And I actually kind of think. I'm meditating in the gym, you know, because it's taking my mind elsewhere. I'm not thinking about anything um, apart from working out. So I think that for me is uh, meditation. So yeah, it, it, really simple uh, gym. I get to work. I write one thing uh, that I'm grateful for, and then I write like just a little commitment for the day. So it might be like um, listen more or. Um, ask why or, or um, you know smile at a random person or just a, like a little yeah. commitment for the day um, yeah they're, 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 that's pretty pretty much it I try and leave my emails till after I've done my like the one most important mm. task of the day I've got a, a thing called the productivity planner um, and the night before I'll write my one most important ta- biggest task for tomorrow right. uh, so when I get in I'll do those write those two things down I'll start on that project and then only till after I've done that, I'll then check we'll my emails. Because yeah, um, if I start looking at my emails, you know, next thing you know, like four hours in, I'm, I'm still on my emails and haven't done the, the most important task. So mm. they're, they're my sort of four things I do. Mm, that's great. 
And what about breakfast? Um, I did it. Yeah, what do I do for breakfast? Oh, I, most days I do intermittent fasting, so I won't eat till lunch. Um, really? Yeah, I, I just find them like way more. By most days, how many days a week would you say? Oh, well, five. Yeah, so weekends really? a lot. Yeah. So don't have breakfast. Don't have breakfast. Yeah. Till, till I thought is that a myth then when people say you should be eating breakfast to lose weight or? Yeah, it's it's it just whatever works for you, right? So um, if having breakfast helps you eat less calories in a, in a, in a week or a day, then that will work for you. Um, I find that if I have breakfast, I, I'm, I get hungrier. So as soon as I eat, I get hungrier and uh, I end up eating way more. Um, so I also find when I'm, when I'm like in a faster state, I'll, my concentration levels will be really high, um, just really alert. So as soon as I start eating, I just think about food and mm. I get a bit groggy and a bit slow. Especially after lunch. Yeah, yeah. So I try and, yeah, try and leave my, yeah, don't have breakfast basically. Mm, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I get so hungry by like 11 if yeah, I yeah, have breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I usually, I walk into work, so it takes like, I mean, it probably doesn't beat your one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Session, yeah. But by the time I get into, yeah. you know, work, I'm so hungry. Yeah. Um, so just final question. Mm. If you could have a big billboard anywhere with mm. anything on it, um, metaphorically speaking, yeah. so it could be like a quote or a yeah. few words or a power bar. Yeah. What, what would you have said on it? Um, yeah, I, um, ooh, it's down to two things, but I suppose when I was younger, um, I had, like when I was 13, I wanted to be a professional rugby player, I had um, loads of things printed on my wall, but the one that stood out was um, to be number one, train like you're number two, um, and that for me, it's kind of something I've taken through my whole life. So um, if you want to be the best, you know, don't don't act like you're the best. You know, act like you're second best and, and work to be the best. So um, that's really, really big yeah. saying for me. So yeah, probably that. That's great. Okay, so I'm just going to close up now. But thank you so much for joining us today. It's really great. I think. For our listeners who, um, so if anyone's selling healthy food or for potential consumers who haven't heard about the app um, and they want to change their diets or their lifestyle, and I think everyone can pretty much benefit from eating healthier. Yeah. Um, I th- I'd say I'm quite a healthy eater, but I know I could definitely make more improvements. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the app's downloadable, it's just new at Nutrifix. Yeah. Yep. And where can people find out more information? On the website or Instagram? Yeah, uh, yeah, www.nutrix.co, um, it's the modern okay. thing. Uh, or up my Instagram is joel underscore nutrix. Okay, cool. And also, if you sign up, if you look on the website, you've got kind of hat guys which yep. talk about healthy eating and yep. weight, weight loss. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely recommend them. Really, really yeah, awesome. Okay, well, thank you very much, Joel. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>